Canada Conversations is brought to you by Deloitte Canada, helping you navigate the complex challenges your company faces through recovery and enabling you to thrive in the new normal. To learn more, visit Deloitte.ca. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the September 18th, 2020 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. They lurk behind computer screens around the globe. They're after money, data, trade secrets. Perhaps some of them even want to go so far as to cause harm. They're hackers. And they've targeted the auto industry in the past, and they'll continue to do so in the future as suppliers, automakers, the vehicles they build, and the infrastructure they use become more connected every day. So how do companies keep all that information and the self-driving vehicles they're racing to build safe from nefarious cyber criminals? And how does Canada take advantage of an auto industry transitioning away from traditional manufacturing to technology development? We'll get the answer to those questions and more when I speak with CEO of Vehicula Inc. and an all-around automotive cybersecurity expert, AJ Kahn, on this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. AJ, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. I'm really excited about this. This is a really interesting topic, uh, one that gets me excited, one I'm uh, intrigued about. So uh, I'm happy you're on the show and I'm excited to see what we talk about. Um, I want to start with this. What has all this connectivity done to the traditional auto industry, which basically for 100 years has been about building vehicles that run on gas that we simply drive from point A to point B. But now they're essentially rolling computers to some extent um, that drive themselves a little bit and eventually fully. Um, what has that done? What's that transition been like in the auto industry? This is a very interesting time. Uh, so you're talking about the auto industry, but I would say that our society as a whole will transform because of what is happening in the automotive industry. When you talk about the connected vehicle and then start thinking about vehicle to everything communications and finally to the smart cities, our whole society will transform and we will be looking at really a different dimension of connected communication. In the automotive industry itself, uh, the challenge has been that there is um, the, the connected environment brings in cybersecurity issues which are uh, which have not been foreseen and these issues are at many different levels so it is at the supplier level so the factories itself the manufacturing technology is that secure it is at the oem level uh, how does that integration and 20000 suppliers in a vehicle how does that cybersecurity be looked at and finally it is also at the consumer level so once the vehicles leave the OEM and, uh, and the dealer, how is the masses looking at uh, cyber and being protected against cyber breaches? So there's a huge transformation happening over here. Because we can do so many things from our smartphones and because these vehicles will be connected to different things, anything from infrastructure to ordering food at a restaurant, all this stuff, um, our smartphones are connected to our phones in that you can unlock the door, start the vehicle. Um, because of that, does that mean there's a wider cybersecurity threat that goes beyond just the vehicle itself? Should we be concerned about how much stuff is connected to the vehicles and is that vulnerable? 
Yes, exactly. We should. And uh, as I mentioned, now moving forward, when we get into autonomous vehicles uh, and we are not driving a vehicle, then think about how the vehicle would be. Maybe it would be your office in which you're driving and everything is connected uh, through that. Uh, so your vehicle will become your set, the center of your communication and it has to be secure. Consider a vehicle driving from Toronto to Miami and passing through so many different jur jurisdictions. Your data is, will be shared in all those jurisdictions. So is, there, is your data secure? And I'm talking about your private confidential data. I'm talking about your vehicle tracking data. I'm talking about uh, any other data which your vehicle is generating. So there is a lot of data being generated and that data needs to be secured. That's one aspect of it. Uh, the other aspect of it is uh, consider 10,000 vehicles on the road and uh, 10,000 of them being breached. Uh, what would be the implications of that? So smart cities and um, uh, smart infrastructure has to play a part in that. So yes, the vehicle is at the center of this, but the whole infrastructure, the whole uh, communications around that is being impacted by cyber breaches if they happen. Generally, we know hackers target companies, um, various companies from suppliers to banks to just about anything for financial gain um, or trade secrets. But what makes a connected vehicle such an attractive target for hackers? So there are different kinds of hackers. Uh, yes, hackers do uh, 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 breach or uh, have the hacking uh, done for, for financial gain or for state secrets, but there are uh, hackers which uh, do it for uh, disrupting a society. And that could be a nation state which wants to disrupt another society, or it could be hackers who are looking at it from a, a challenge point of view. So one of the things about hacking is it's always a challenge. And smart cars, uh, connected vehicles, they have... Uh, uh, they provide a huge challenge for uh, hackers because it's a totally new area and the disruption cost can be very obvious and it, it will be in the news. So for media coverage also, they do that. So a number of reasons play into this. So how prepared or um, equipped, how well equipped are automakers and suppliers for that matter who put the uh, equipment in these cars? How prepared are they to sort of stave off those attacks? Are they in a good position? How would you rate the auto industry in terms of being safe and secure when it comes to data and connectivity and the ability to stop hacks? So where we are, we are not ready for uh, a massive breach. We are still uh, far away from having strong protection on vehicles. But the good news is that this is being taken very seriously. There is a new standard coming out. It's called ISO 21434. And this is the road vehicles, uh, cybersecurity engineering standard. And what it would do is it would look at cybersecurity from uh, the point of conception of the vehicle to design, to operations and to maintenance and to disposal. So it would look at the whole life cycle of the vehicle and look at how to make that secure. It is coming out in the end of 2020. And uh, from that on, OEMs and suppliers, they would have to make sure that they comply to ISO 21434 for any new vehicle, which would mean that uh, our transportation would be secure from cyber breaches. We often hear the um, the saying that the criminals are always ahead of the law enforcement. In, in this instance, are the criminals and hackers ahead of the automotive industry right now? 
Uh, yes, they are because we we already hear of uh, hacking attempts being happening on vehicles. There was a very famous happening. Uh, there was a very famous hacking attempt on Jeep Cherokee in 2015. Uh, this was done by researchers to show uh, that uh, a vehicle can be hacked. But there are other hacking attempts which are happening right now, uh, and big names in the industry are being hacked and being brought down. So yes, the hackers are uh, ahead of it, and that's the challenge with cybersecurity because uh, a hacker just has to find one weakness, one hole in the vehicle or in the infrastructure they are targeting. But the cybersecurity defenders they have to protect the entire infrastructure. So consider it like a moat and a wall around a fort. Uh, but the hacker just has to find one single hole through which to come into that uh, uh, and into that position. So we know that there have been supply companies in the automotive chain that have been um, infected with malware and sort of held hostage, pay the ransom or you don't get access to your computer system back. Um, And we know of the Jeep Cherokee incident that you just brought up, but I haven't heard a lot about specific instances. Um, How difficult is it to make that public because I know no automaker, no supplier wants to be known as the one that got hacked. So are there documented incidents of hacked vehicles that we are just not aware of? Um, how pre- prevalent is it? That That's my question in all this, because if hacking a vehicle is such a threat, we haven't heard a lot of it happening yet. So the, the culture in cybersecurity is to be transparent about uh, hacking incidents. And that's where you find these, uh, bodies which do vulnerability assessments and they publicly announce uh, vulnerabilities across the world. And I'm not talking about an automotive body. I'm talking in general about uh, IT infrastructure right now. Sure. Uh, so, so those vulnerabilities are available and that's the same culture which needs to happen in the automotive sector. There has to be transparency about any hacks. There has to be transparency about vulnerabilities in the operating systems of the vehicle. And that is something which is, I know, which is happening. Uh, There is a body called Automotive Security Research Group. It is an international body. They're working on this. Um, There are other bodies working on this. That's one thing. The other thing which is there is, there is a realization on the suppliers and the OEMs part that this has to be taken seriously and uh, vulnerabilities have to be disclosed so that security parameters can be built around it. An example of that is... uh, we had our uh, uh, APMA Cybersecurity Innovations uh, Conference in November 2019, and one of Tier 1 suppliers of Canada publicly uh, acknowledged that they had been uh, a victim of ransomware. So that realization is definitely there, and um, th- there are more and more organizations who are looking at, at cyber from this perspective. We'll hear more from AJ Khan after this short break. The COVID-19 pandemic has had an unprecedented impact on the world's population and economy. Social distancing and self-isolation measures have taken consumers out of the auto retail market, while concern over worker safety continues in manufacturing facilities globally. An increasingly distressed supply base is facing the potential for large-scale liquidity issues, which may lead to increased M&A activity throughout the ecosystem. Significant uncertainty remains around the permanence of current consumer behaviors and the extent to which they will be able to re-engage with the sector. Through Deloitte's State of the Consumer Tracker series, we discuss timely data and trends and highlight key consumer insights. We also explore how behavioral preferences take shape over time to allow businesses to make strategic decisions in this dynamic market environment. 
The ongoing survey results are also available via an interactive dashboard, the Deloitte Global State of the Consumer Tracker. Check in every two weeks to explore new consumer insights and emergent trends. Welcome back to the show, where I'm talking cybersecurity with AJ Kahn, CEO of Vehicula Inc. How difficult of a transition is it for the traditional automakers and traditional suppliers to make to uh, ensure that everything is secure because they're not tech companies by nature. They've been manufacturers for a hundred years and now society and sort of the demand has forced them to become tech companies. So how hard is it to make that transition um, and get automakers and suppliers prepared to make things more secure? It is definitely a mindset change. Uh, There is a cultural change involved over here and cybersecurity is everyone's responsibility in the organization. So all stakeholders in the organization need to look at it from whether something is secure or not. And that culture change happens slowly. Uh, I have been involved in the automotive sector since 2017. And I know that still, you know, that culture change is still happening and it will take some more time. An example of this is when we talk about ransomware, Ransomware is very easy to protect because someone clicks on a phishing email and that's how ransomware spreads. So that means that security awareness training is not happening in an OEM or in a a supplier. And that's why the the employees are clicking on these phishing emails. So that mindset change has to take place and it's a slow incremental process. But I think we are getting there. Uh, Now people are aware of this threat. Now people are taking this seriously. And uh, most OEMs and suppliers are building cybersecurity governance programs through which they can manage this culture change. So which opportunities in connectivity and cybersecurity can Canada's auto industry um, take advantage of or capitalize on? Are there job opportunities there? Is there investment opportunity there in Canada? Is there something that we as a Canadian auto industry can do to take advantage of where this industry is going? This is a huge uh, opportunity for Canada. Canada is very strongly positioned in this area because of two reasons. One, it has a thriving automotive sector. And second, it is a great IT, ICT startup sector. So that combination is unique uh, in um, the world. And I think we can leverage that. The other thing which is very important here is can, Canada does now have an innovation culture. There are a lot of incubators, accelerators which can look towards this. Where are the opportunities? Well, the opportunities are global. Right now, if you look at it from a cyber perspective, even most cyber subject matter experts don't understand automotive cybersecurity because it's a totally different area. They understand cyber, but they don't understand how that cyber applies to manufacturing technology, how it applies to vehicle security. They don't understand how it applies to smart cities. So the whole uh, aspect of uh, Cyber in this area provides a lot of opportunities for Canada for job growth and for economic prosperity, and we can definitely leverage that. So your company is moving its headquarters into Windsor, Ontario, which is often referred to as the automotive capital of Canada. So how does a traditional manufacturing city or a manufacturing region in Ontario transition to a more tech-based Uh, automotive hub in the face of places like Silicon Valley or Kitchener-Waterloo or even Stratford or Detroit? How do you make that transition in a traditionally manufacturing town? 
Yes, uh, I have been engaged with Winshare Essex for the last couple of years uh, through my work with the Automotive Parts Manufacturing Association. And uh, that work has shown me that a lot of things are happening in Windsor. And they have uh, recently launched the Auto Mobility Initiative, which in which the University of Windsor, uh, St. Clair College, Windsor Essex Economic Development Corporations and other entities are focused and they are bringing everything together. That's how it is different from other entities that there's a combined regional effort to enable auto mobility in uh, Windsor Essex. And that's what we want to leverage. There would be uh, great potential for developing the skill set which we need. As I mentioned right now, that skill set is not available anywhere in the world. Uh, the other part there is that we do want to leverage the automotive uh, industry over there and work with them. And finally, of course, the proximity to USA, to Detroit, does add value to our moving to uh, Windsor. Um, what's the biggest threat or, or what are the biggest threats to a connected auto industry or connected cars, connected transportation network, however you want to word it? Is the biggest threat stolen data? Is it hijacking cars and therefore it's a, it's a safety issue? Or is it holding trade secrets hostage through malware? What is the biggest threat in all of this? Can you even rank them and rate them? So I think the biggest threat is to the consumers of the automotive industry because ultimately cybersecurity becomes a health and safety issue. If there's a breach, as I mentioned, of 10,000 vehicles, what would be the human impact of that uh, particular incident? So I think human safety is a huge, huge element in this, and uh, consumers need to drive this movement towards cybersecurity, that their vehicles need to be cybersecure. That's the most important uh, area to look at. But the other threats which you mentioned, uh, intellectual property is a big area, a big threat which we need to protect. And in automotive manufacturing itself, IP is very important. It is critical to the success of our manufacturing industry. So is that being protected in this connected world? That is in itself another uh, major area which we need to look at. But another big risk is this opportunity. Can Canada actually uh, take advantage of that? And for that, Canada has to enable the entire ecosystem around automotive cybersecurity and automobility so that we can continue to thrive and indeed succeed in this globally connected world. I want to shift gears for a minute away from the connected car itself uh, to the supply chain and, and automakers, um, even dealers. We have thousands of people in the auto industry working from home right now. And some automakers have said they will continue working from home until 2021, perhaps as far as June 2021. What should companies uh, be most concerned about and how do they protect themselves with that many people working from home on simple home internet connections? Yes, that is a great question. Actually, uh, as I mentioned that uh, fourth uh, analogy before that, uh, earlier we had a moat, we had a perimeter firewall, uh, we had a drawbridge on, drawbridge on that through which people could come in. But now that has changed. Now uh, it's connected all over and people are not in that fort, but they are actually working from home and they are connected to the cloud. So how do we secure that? So companies can do two, three things. First of all, they can make sure they have got cyber governance policies and procedures in place. So what is your policy for cybersecurity? What is your policy 
for working from home? What is your policy for instant management? So that's the first thing to have those policies in place. Second thing is have security awareness training for all their employees and uh, make sure that they know the employees know what are their responsibilities. The third thing is to have an instant response plan. What happens if there is a cybersecurity incident right now while people are working from home? That is a very important area to look at. And the fourth area which they need to look at is cloud security. How do you secure everything in the cloud while people are working from home? And there are technologies out there right now. There's something called CASB, Cloud Access Security Broker, where you can actually secure the data which from people home, from their home offices, from their uh, home computers, going to the organization's uh, public cloud instances, wherever they are. So those things can be done. I want to ask you this. You're someone who is so embedded in the auto industry's cybersecurity world. I'd like to know personally, what is your biggest fear? What keeps you up at night in terms of this subject? Well, I think the human safety element is, again, what drives me. Uh, this is something as we move towards this whole uh, environment where we have uh, the connected vehicle, the driverless vehicle, uh, how would that actually play out? We, there are a lot of unknowns here, and we are talking about OEMs and um, the suppliers and the dealers. But as a society, uh, are our jurisdictions, are our cities, our provinces uh, the, at the federal level, do we have uh, the policies uh, which are out there? For security, I was working with Transport Canada on a workshop where they looked at the best practices for automotive cybersecurity. So those are the things which we need to do. Cyber insurance is another area. So let's say there is a hacking happening on a vehicle uh, and something happens. Who is responsible for it? Is it the OEM? Is it the supplier? Is it the driver? Is it the, the jurisdiction from where the hacking attempt happened? So, so there are a lot of unknowns here, and that's my biggest fear, that are we able to look at all the unknowns and come up with a governance structure around that? And I don't want to end on a negative note, so I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to flip this coin over. What has you excited about the future of connected vehicles? I think that's the best question. Uh, there's just so much happening over here. My background is also in innovation and entrepreneurship. So the reason I am in automotive cybersecurity is it brings together my two passion, uh, which is cybersecurity and innovation. And automotive cybersecurity provides that opportunity. So there's an opportunity here to have Canada become an automotive cybersecurity startup nation. So we can have a number of startups in this area where uh, which can be global. And uh, we can provide jobs, we can uh, have a, a greater knowledge and innovation, and we can also uh, have economic prosperity. So I think Canada can have a leadership role, and that's what excites me in this sector. AJ, thanks for joining me on the show. Fascinating conversation. I'm, I'm really interested in this subject. You're, you're a great resource. I, I thank you for, for sharing your time with us today. Thank you for inviting me. It has been great to be part of the show, and I look forward to adding value to the Canadian society through this initiative. We reached AJ at his office in Burlington, Ontario. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you join us next time. So long, everybody.